Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Face Turn Podcast here on the Sports and Sandy Network. My name is Otron Lee, joined as always by the pun master Mike Rifkin and Lawrence Patchman Lang. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Doing good, man. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Lawrence, how you doing? Oh, you know, coming back from a great night of dartball on Wednesday night here on August, Wednesday, the 18th. 18th, yeah. Hey, it's the 18th of August. Hurrah. Yeah, come back from a great game of dartball. Hit a home run tonight. Second one on the season. Hey. Feeling pretty feeling pretty good tonight. So I'm ready to talk some pro wrestling and on what's going on in the pro wrestling world this week. Yeah. Well, let's get right into it. We're going to talk. We're going to preview SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver, which are this weekend. But first, we got to break down a couple news things that I wanted to get through. And the first thing is, apparently, we are not done with releases from WWE because on August 6th, which is about 12 days ago, a bunch of NXT stars were now released. And according to Sean Rossap of Fife, uh, Fightful, uh, the releases were Bobby Fish, Bronson Reed, Jake Atlas, Ari Sterling, Kona Reeves, Leon Ruff, Stephen Smith, Tyler Rust, Zakaria Smith, Asher Hale, Giant Zangier, and Mercedes Martinez. They have all been released from the company, and they are now all free agents. Two of them being former NXT North American champions, and one being part of the biggest group in NXT history, that being the Undisputed Era with Bobby Fish. I, I guess, Mike, to you first, A, your reaction to these releases, and then B, when do these releases end? Okay, I'm gonna answer. Can I answer B first? Go. Yeah, go ahead. I don't. Th- I don't think they're ever going to end. Like un- until there's something that's announced, whether it's the sell of the company, whether it's until Vince or this Nick Khan dude is finally happy with what's going on. And that's an important factor is that Vince released these guys, not Triple H. Triple H and Shawn Michaels did not know this. And they, yeah, and that's the other big thing. They didn't know this. They just got released, and Triple H and Shawn were apparently very upset about this. So, so here's my pr- problem in all of this How do you have Triple H and Shawn run NXT and then not? let them know what's going on that that doesn't that's like a tug of war of the business well hold that thought because there's another question i got in a minute that i want to ask you but let me or do you have more to say well no do you want the reaction too or oh yeah what's your reaction to these guys (laughs) these people for the most part stunned like you just said it Bronson Reed just won the North American title. He was, according to all reports, he was going to go to the main roster. Bobby Fish is a part of the greatest faction in NXT history. The the best modern day faction in all of WWE. Mm -hmm. And that Mercedes Martinez just fought Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT women's title. And Tyler Rust... Right, that's his name, Tyler Rust. You just had him debut in Diamond Mine. 
literally a week after that, he's gone. He, he got released. So I guess his diamond, re- really quickly, that diamond rusted. But it doesn't make sense. It makes zero sense, which is why it makes sense to Vince McMahon. Well, probably I, I would for, quote forgive like them debuting Rust and having him be released because obviously if Triple H and Sean were doing that and then Vince released them, it's probably because of that. That's why it's such awkward timing. Now I don't just, think I don't think it's the same reason as like Alistair Black. Like that was like Vince debuted him and then cut him. That one doesn't make any sense. This one, I think, is more of just the power struggle between Vince and Triple H. Here's the problem I have with that, No, If Triple H is in charge of NXT, and by all accounts, he is. This kind of proves he's really not. Right. It's he He's, he's now going to be viewed as Vince's puppet. Mm-hmm. Like, Vince still has final say over who's here, who's not. Like... I can forgive the Bobby Fish one because Bobby Fish has been often injured. But now that Bobby Fish is gone, we're never going to see the Undisputed Era reunite, whether it's in NXT or eventually on the main roster. At least not in its full form. Right. And not even in in its original form. Right. Because Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole were the original. Were the original Undisputed Era. All right, uh, Laura, it's over to you now. Uh, so what's your reaction to these re- releases, and when do the releases stop? To go off of what Rifkin said, releases are, the releases are never going to stop until we find out what this big plan is of what the fuck are they doing. Because, like, because just wanted to point out, with these last crop releases, that brings up that WWE has released more than 55 wrestlers so far in 2021. 55 that is unheard of levels of releases usually it's like 10 or 12 people are gone a year 55 but also think of the impactful names that's the you other thing up alistair black andrade bronson reed and bobby fish braun Strowman. braun Strowman for a about a couple of hours, Samoa Joe, the Bray Iconics. Wyatt. Obviously, Bray Wyatt kind of encapsulates this whole thing, and he was probably the most shocking one. As he was supposed to re-debut this past week on Raw, there was a report out by, I believe, Wrestling Observer that said he was supposed to debut a new character Monday night on Raw this past Monday. But no. Well, but you're going to have to help me out with them because I can't tell them really apart. Which Uso got the DWI? Jimmy. Uh, yeah, Jimmy. Okay, so Jimmy Uso can get his fifth DWI, but he's still employed. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I But see, because we don't know yet, did Bray Wyatt ask for his release or did he did he just get it? We don't know. So we don't know yet. We have, we well, have, we I, still... I'm assuming there are 55 people who did not ask for their release. Yeah. But that's, but yeah, no, like there's a lot of people who haven't asked release. But uh, Lawrence, back to you. You're. Yeah. So, yeah. So the releases, it, it's iffy right now. They, like I said, most likely are not going to stop until we find out what the hell they're doing. So to, to go off with what was released, Bronson Reed surprised me. Um, was it Mercedes Martinez? 
surprised me. Biggest one, I don't get me wrong, I like Bronson Reed, but I was more shocked with Bobby Fish because, once again, you guys reiterate, we're never going to get a UE reunion in some way, form in WWE. But if all three get let go, God forbid, we could have that somewhere else. Mm Mm-hmm. But 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 you won't get that moment in NXT when for a group of hypothetically Imperiums beating down, even with Imperium, you don't have a, in a, a hypothetically an Imperium reunion either because mm-hmm. uh, Alexander Wolf. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. But like if you have the new the new group Diamond Mind, if they get new people, if they're beating down Adam Cole, you're not going to have the Calvary come down and save them. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get that. I, I think the reason Bronson Reed shocks me a little bit more was because, like I said, he was North American champion literally a month before he got released. That is ridiculous. I mean, all these other guys, they were like, yeah, they were debuting new characters or this and that, but you let go a champion of your company who was champion like three and a half weeks before he got released. That is really weird timing. And I agree with you guys. I don't see an end to these releases. I think more and more and more are coming until we find out what is going on with this. Is it, is it selling the company? Is he retiring and he wants to restart? According to multiple reports, because they want to redo NXT, focus more on developmental brands, so almost go back to when it was the competition show. Which was dumb. Which was dumb. But not go back to that format, but apparently go back to truly developmental instead of just bringing in um, indie talent and just making that NXT. It was going to be, it's going to go back more to developmental where they bring in fresh people who have never wrestled before and bring them on a stage. But my argument to that is if you're going to do that, why not just bring everybody up? And re revamp your main roster. If you put Bronson Reed, the Undisputed Era, Leon Ruff, Mercedes Martinez, all these people on the main roster, that's a huge revamp of the roster. Bronson Reed can be Intercontinental Champion in three months. Bobby Fish and you reunite Undisputed Era, they're running rough shot over SmackDown or Raw, whichever one it is. It's, and it, it would truly shock the system. It really would. Like, you don't have to do it this way. Like, bring everybody up, and that's your revamp of NXT. Do a mass call-up and have a draft where, oh, hey, you know, all these people just got let go. We're going to bring all these people up. Like, this draft, like, do a draft, honestly, but have it be only, you can only draft people from NXT. So all these people get drafted. I I think this leads into a couple of different things also, though, but The big thing for me is I don't know how much Vince McMahon cares for NXT. I think that's obvious now that he doesn't. But two, I don't think he has a firm grasp of A, what it's meant to be, on B, what it was before, and C, I don't even think he knows what to do on on the main roster. He's, He's lost it. He doesn't understand what to do at all. Or he either A, doesn't know what to do, or B, just doesn't care. And that makes no sense. Why would you not care? If you're a part of a multi-billion dollar company, because he's called himself a billionaire, correct? Who should be be a trillionaire. Right. You have to have a feel for something. 
Mm-hmm. You have to have a feel for what's going on at all aspects of your company. NXT, the competition, don't bring it back. Don't bring it. I think he firmly, and this is just stuff I've read. I haven't confirmed anything or talked to anyone. Not like I have sources or anything. <laughs> that he blames Triple H for losing the Wednesday Night Wars to AEW. No, you know, you know why he lost? Because the alternative. It's because you don't just call it NXT, you call it WWE NXT. If Dynamite went on, no, you and I have had this conversation. If Dynamite wanted to go to Raw, go to Monday nights, it would beat Raw in the ratings. And a hundred percent would. I I firmly believe if AEW really wanted to pull the trigger, they could do it. They like I understand TNA. You thought TNA could do it, but TNA did not have the numbers close to what AEW is doing. And I was Hogan and Bishop. But the thing thing about the the guts on, on them too. Oh, we're gonna run a show at 10 o'clock on Friday night. So as soon as you're done watching SmackDown, you can flip the channel to us and, and remember us more than you remembered SmackDown. And we know what they're doing this Friday night. A certain straight edge superstar is gonna be debuting for AEW because there's no way that's not happening. And it's some it's, guy named John Moxley's wrestling. Yeah, it's in Chicago. It's called the first dance, even though the first episode was this past week. Come on. But so so let me ask this next question to both of you guys. Do when does Triple H get fed up with this? Because you have Karrion Cross get buried on his debut on Raw, and now you have this where they fire guys who reportedly Triple H and Sean didn't know about this. Like, when do they reach their breaking point and just say, either we're just gonna take backstage roles and we don't want to be a part of this anymore, or we're just out? Could like could Triple H actually like just say like I I don't think now we're at that breaking point, but if this keeps happening, could Triple H or Shawn Michaels reach that breaking point? Can, can I? Where is Mania's in Texas this year? Correct. Correct. Uh, Triple H versus Vince control of the company. I mean. It honestly, if we get that and it leads to what we want, then I'm okay with it. But you're not going to see Vince McMahon wrestle. No, but no, he no, he would have to pick someone to represent him. It, it, think, be, it would be like the Battle of the Billionaires. Yeah, you pick a person. No, no, no I think, I think and that's Tri- fine. I think Triple H could do it too. I think Triple H could do, could wrestle. I I think if you want to do that matchup, you should do Triple H versus The Rock. No. Because the Rock would it would would represent the old ways, the old guard basically. I, that's just my opinion, but that's that story so, for another time. So, Back to oh, okay, so I think if I were them, I, I would be pretty close to my breaking point. We we've worked so hard to make this into something really special, and it's really good, and and people love NXT. Just because you don't understand it and can't grasp the concept of what a wrestling show should be is not the reason why this stuff has to happen. I I don't think they're close to leaving because 
I, I can't speak for Sean, but Hunter's still the COO, correct? Yeah. He is. Yeah, so he's not walking away from that. If you do the McMahon versus Triple H at Mania, there's only two wrestlers you throw in there. You throw in the the main guy from NXT against John Cena. That's Adam Cole. You do Adam Cole versus Cena. If Adam Cole's still there. If yeah, Adam, Adam Cole's, Cole's wrestling without a contract, this well, let me phrase that. As far as we know, Adam Cole's well, wrestling according from a- what I've heard, his contract actually runs out after SummerSlam. But Vince uh, wants to keep him. But Vince wants to keep him. But apparently, there was a very important meeting with him this past, no, not this past Friday, the Friday before to discuss Adam Cole. But we haven't heard anything as far as how that meeting went. So th- that means either a he's making a grand debut whether it's SummerSlam or the Raw after the SmackDown after or B he's he's out from what it sounds like I think he's out I think he's just saying you know what screw it I can go to AEW back to Ring of Honor go to New Japan I can go to so many places and be a star like I know I had if he's going anywhere he's going to AEW he will I mean honest and this is a crazy thing to think about but AEW could start doing what WWE does, and they could have two different shows. They could. They have such a talented roster, they could get away with it. Well, don't they already have two different shows with... Well, two different rosters, I mean. Like, split the roster. You could have two world champions. You could have... Or you could do, like, one world champion that floats and, like, two mid-card titles. They're better off going that route. Don't... It's just... This is just a hot mess, in all honesty. We're seeing what we what we didn't see back then with the late 80s, early 90s. It's the WWE is in a funk. They don't mm-hmm. know how to get out of it at the moment. They don't. But the, pro- the problem is, and I, I don't know if the Internet's cause of this, but it's just terrible booking, which everyone sees. But at the same time, it's. No, we, we ran the story a couple of weeks ago. They hired a writer who wasn't really a writer. Yeah. Who didn't know anything about wrestling. She had never watched wrestling in her life. So this this is a problem. And they don't know how to solve said issue, like you said, Patchy. The problem's becoming, for the last 20 years, there was real no no real competition. Now that there's competition, Vince fear is fearing For, it. According to you, Vince doesn't think it's competition. He said it multiple times. He doesn't think it's competition. That's why I think the only reason this changes, the only way this can change is if AEW, you t- I'm telling you, watch what happens. The second AEW starts beating Raw in the ratings by week, oh, then watch WWE because stuff sh- 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 will happen. Stuff will happen. Well, no, that's he, the only. He could say publicly he doesn't think it's competition. Right, we don't know behind well, the scenes. Behind the scenes, he knows. He knows. And he would... sees them filling up arenas. He sees them with the, the shows they put on. But does he care? No, he doesn't. You, he doesn't. you know how I can tell he doesn't care. Think of SummerSlam on Saturday. Who are the two challengers for the world titles? John Cena 
and Bill Goldberg. Mm-hmm. That's how you tell he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Goldberg is wrestling for the title again. Which he'll probably win. Oh. We'll oh, get to oh. That. Listen, we'll get there because th- there's something that's going to happen. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll get there, but we'll say that. Uh, Patrick, did you have anything else to add on the uh, Triple H Finn's power struggle? For the love of God, just let Triple H take over. You really want to see a shakeup and see maybe a drastic change? Let Hunter Hurst Helmsley take over. How how many of these like guys that they've released over the past few months? How many of them would be signed back if Triple H ran the company? You would see maybe. I think I think Braun would be back. Braun, you you would see Braun, Braun Bray. Saying, if you let me go. Oh, sorry, interrupting man. me. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. You would see Bronson, Bray, Braun, Bobby Fish, and probably a couple of the female wrestlers would be back instantaneously. Oh, yeah. And had they done it sooner, Alistair Black. Because mm-hmm. Tri- Triple H loved him. From what I've heard, well, Triple H loved, loved him. him. Yeah, and Heyman loved him. Why wouldn't you love him? Look what he's doing in AEW right now. He's the biggest dark entity they've ever had since the late John Huber went there as Mr. Brody Lee. And also, the man's keeping the eye injury gimmick still going. I love that. I love that. I love that subtle nod to the eye injury from Seth Rollins. I love that so much. Um, All right. Any more thoughts on these releases, the power struggle, more to come. I wish someone, I don't care if it's Vince, I don't care if it's this Nick Khan dude, someone has to come out front and explain what's going on. Because as fans and people who spend money to watch their right now crappy product, we deserve answers. We'll never get them, but we deserve them. It is really upsetting to see this because this has to be for some other purpose because you don't release this many people if there's not a big change coming. You just can't. Well, you guys brought... Go ahead, Patch. Unless unless we're in the biggest cahoots ever and WWE and AEW are working together to create a fucking power, you know, mashup... There, I, no. I just, there's no a- way. AEW's with New Japan and Impact. I don't think they're with WWE. We don't know. I met, imagine, though, if WWE and AEW really just say somehow they reach a working agreement. That would be every major wrestling company in the world would technically have a connection somewhere. They they, they should just do it already. You give, you, you all, it's all competition according to WWE, but they all work together. They can put out a mega WrestleMania. Oh my God. Imagine that. Like you could have like a four way battle Royal with one WWE guy, one AEW, one new Japan, one you can impact. Throw, you can throw all the United States champions against each other. It would, it would honestly be a, like the show to watch. I guarantee you that would get a, a over 5 million views on pay-per-view. Guarantee it. You could stream it on the network, on pay-per-view, on New Japan, on everything. You can put on everyone's platforms. New Japan has, um, what, Fight TV? Yeah. 
You have the you have Peacock. You have the network overseas. You can you it would it if WWE finally woke up and smelled the rose and say, hey, let's work with everyone else. Who cares? Okay, maybe Jim Carnette or um, Jim Carnette will have a coronary for some reason because he doesn't like it. Yeah, he hates though. But you have such a great point is that why would we try to do everything separate and make less money, but it's all for us or all work together and just make a crap ton of money? Because even if you say make, I don't know, a mil- uh, if you profit $150 million a year, okay? You do one mega WrestleMania, that brings in a billion dollars. You get 10% of it. That's close to your yearly profits right there. You take a quarter of it, that's close to your, your yearly profits right there for one show. One massive event. And you can have wrestlers go, it, it would just be insane. And I hope that it happens. Do you think Triple H would be more open to it? I think he would. He's, I think he's more open to working with people. Right. Okay, so we all good on the releases and stuff? Absolutely. Two words I don't want to hear from now until January 1st, 2022. Future endeavor. Budget cuts. Yeah, we're I'm done here of that because it, this has gone too far. All right, so let's move on to AEW, and let's move on to a little controversy that has happened over in AEW, and that involves Max Caster of the Acclaimed, one of the hottest tag teams in their division right now. Last I heard, they were ranked third in the tag team rankings, but that's not what they are in the news for. They're in the news because on the, I believe it was the August 1st edition or August 6th edition of AEW Dark, the acclaimed came out for a tag team match. And obviously Max Caster raps before every one of his matches and, you know, disses the opponents. Well, he said some controversial stuff in this past, in this latest one. He mentioned, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to make you claim mental health like Simone Biles, referencing Simone Biles taking mental health break at the Olympics this past year. Um, said, uh, uh, talked about fake COVID tests, said that they were, said that his opponents were as valid as a PCR test, which is a test for COVID. And then mentioned Julia Hartz, who is the Varsity Blondes manager, mentioned her thing that rhymes with Carolina. And so that was then edited out of the show and the whole tag or edited out of the show before the tag match. And then it was really uh, revealed that AEW announced that Max Caster was suspended for two months without pay or not announced, but like it it was reported that they had uh, suspended him for two months without pay because of what happened on that episode of Dark. Uh, so we'll all have our thoughts. So, my, uh, Lawrence, I'll go to you first. What's your reaction to hearing this whole? He did this thing on on TV and his character, and now he's being suspended for it. What What's your reaction uh, to this? You know, it's a I I would say fifty fifty scenario here. One, you know, he's a heel. He's gonna do heelish things granted some things might be very outlandish but we've seen but were past but also it shows that you know hey you know in this new era of media not media uh new era we live in 
where things are taken out of context right away. Things get blown out of proportion. So good on AEW. You know, yes, the things he said probably shouldn't have been said, especially other circumstances. So, Do you agree with the suspension? Or I no? agree with this. You know, I agree with the suspension. You know, he took the Simone Biles. I think the Simone Biles things was a little out of line. You know, the COVID one, to me, that's no big deal. Joking about um, a valid PCR test, okay. You know, that can raise feathers everywhere we've seen in the media. So, uh, Mike, how do you feel about this? I, I'm okay with it. I'm very okay with him being suspended. Um, mental health is never anything to joke about. Absolutely. I don't care. This, don't care about the circumstance. I don't care if you said it playfully, seriously. It's not something you joke about. Um, I, I want to give props to Tony Khan because it's not easy to suspend one of your hotter acts that's going on currently in the on in, in your company. And remember, he did the same exact thing when it came out with what Sammy Guevara said going back. About Sasha Banks. Yeah. And remember, he, he said suspended he had to go through um some treatment i think it was uh, for sensitivity training sensitivity training statement made he tony khan won't put up with with any any of this crap and i love it so the suspension is warranted and, and i think tony khan came out the next day i think it was on busted open radio and said I'm now going to have to edit dark myself to make sure things like that don't happen. Instead of throwing anyone under the bus, he says, you know what? I'm going to take control of my company. That's what a boss does. Okay. So, so, so this also raises the question, do wrestlers have too much freedom control of their promos and the way their character is developed? No, they do not. They have, a, they don't have enough. I think certain guys do. Certain have control, but in this case, who allowed that promo to go? Well, and and that's. This I'd have is, to go back to the interview. So. This is where I have a problem with this. I don't. Okay, let me let me phrase this in the right way. I don't have a problem with him being reprimanded for what he said. I don't have a problem with it. However, at the end of the day, I think two months with no pay, I think that's a bit of an overreaction. I, I think that because, like you said, Patchy, it's he's in his character. This is not this is not him going on Twitter and tweeting something about Simone Biles mental health. This is his character, Max Caster, saying this, being a being a heel, being a dick. He's not supposed to give a shit about anybody else. He's not supposed to care that's that's but again, I understand that he shouldn't have said this. I understand that this should not be joked about in the future. But I'm upset that he said something wrong and he immediately got chucked out of the not chucked out of the company, but immediately got suspended. It wasn't like a hey, don't joke about this again. We're we'll we'll edit this one out. We'll issue I want you to issue a public apology. And then we'll move on from there. Instead, he went all the way to suspension with no pay. That to me just felt like, 
whoa, that is really it's, harsh well, to do to the guy. We also don't know if there was a conversation in between before or after. We don't know the whole story. We just know what happened and the aftermath. We don't know if there was anything said between he and Tony Khan. But it's also it's bad publicity for the company. And for a company right. that's doing so well. Right. And I totally understand it's bad publicity. That's like I said, you issue a public apology. You know, have Max Caster come out and say, I, I shouldn't have, like, even in my wrestling heel character, I should not have joked about Simone Biles' mental health. I want to sincerely apologize to her. It won't be brought up again. Like, the jump from a first-time offense all the way, he goes all the way to two-month suspension without pay. That just, again, that just seems really just harsh for me. Like just, It just shows that Khan's not fucking around. And I get that, but I think you could say that without being this harsh. Like, that's two months of this guy's life he's not getting paid for for his job, and he can't do his job. And how much has he made so far, probably? Okay, I, I get that, but to me, there should there should be a step between you you screwing up and a harsh punishment like this. Well, okay, well, look at this perspective. Think about Pete Rose. He cheated, he gambled on baseball. He got made an example. Should Granted, still be in the Hall of Fame. He should still be. He should be in the Hall of Fame, but he's never going to be in the Hall of Fame until probably the, after he dies. And then baseball's like, oh, we should have put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Let's do it now. And I hope his family says no to that. But that's an example. Pete Rose got made an example, just like Guevara did what what he did. Well, granted, Guevara is a different situation. But this is a situation where, once again, just comes up. Do wrestlers have too much freedom control of their promos? Who, once again, who greenlighted the promo? It has to fall on someone. And you know what? If he has creative control, doesn't have to check with anyone he cuts, it's on him. Time to be made an example of. Now he knows he can push the envelope, but if he needs to push the envelope, he needs to clear it first before he pushes the envelope. Well, and but that's that's another thing that I'm that I'm concerned about. Mike, you mentioned we didn't we don't know if there was a conversation between him and Tony Khan uh, after this issue. My question is, did he know where the envelope was? Because if he didn't know that, then is that fair? Like what? Like did was there was there say not like a hard line, but was there something said to the wrestlers of like okay, we're gonna let you have control of your promos. Here's where you I don't want you going. Like go up to this line, but then stop there. If there's no guideline for that, how is he supposed to know what he can say and what he cannot say? I, I think part of it is you are responsible for your own actions. But I, I think there are certain things we we could joke about. You call your the the COVID testing fine. You know, call the opponent soft. Which you got to do. But when you talk about someone's well being and their mental health in particular, it's not a good look. It's not something you joke about. And I think for. Tony Khan and AEW as a whole, it's okay. This is not something we want to deal with, not just right now, but at all ever. 
you don't want these situations to keep happening. So I I agree with what Patchy said is this is the exam this is in an example, you don't do this. Is it a little harsh? Maybe, but you have to come down hard. It's tough love. That's what it is. It's tough love. Now, now if that means, you know, who knows what happens with Max Castor, we'll see. But I just think this is, you, you sign, when you sign a contract and you are a part of a company, you not only represent yourself when you go out there, you represent the company. Everything you do and say is a reflection, not just of you, but of the company you work for. Okay. I, I, I definitely see your guys' points. I just, again, I would wish there, there was a, hopefully, I hope that there was like at least a conversation of like, hey, just don't do this anymore. And we're going to do this, but, you know, you'll be back and we'll, we'll go from there. Um, like, no, no, whenever we speak, we represent the Sports Insanity Network. Right. I don't know if you know this, but I say some outrageous stuff and they still have kept me. Yeah, that's very true. Patchy, what anything? <laughs> listen, listen, as long as it's not super outlandish, I've said outlandish stuff before. So, mm-hmm. especially in the way beginning of when the podcast started before this was um, Sports Insanity Network. Oh, yeah. But, but I, I, I've, I've always kept my tone of frame um, mm. mild. I, I haven't gone out like crazy outlandish, like yelling and screaming mm-hmm. like certain broadcasters do. I keep my tone and I keep it as professional as I can. You can keep it professional. You're good. Granted, outlandish things are going to be said at times and you question yourself if you should say it or not. But at the end of the day, you can say it like you say something live. It's out there forever in, in situations where. It's a group thing where we record this thing where edits can be happening. It can be edited out and it's never heard of. It's never heard of. So outlandish things will be said at times. And in this situation, he went over a boundary where maybe he shouldn't have gone without maybe asking first. And he's repping, he's being reprimanded right now. So outlandish things are said at times and we learn to grow from them and learn from them. All right. Uh, any final things to add on Max Caster, guys? Or have you said your pieces? See you in 60 days. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to our previews for the week, our predictions. We have got SummerSlam on this Saturday, August 21st. And then we have NXT TakeOver 36 on the following Sunday. So real quick before we get into the predictions, guys. So I, we just found out before the show um, that – Apparently, Saturday is going to be the new day for WWE pay-per-views. They are going to gradually take Saturday as the new day they do pay-per-views. They're no longer going to be on Sunday nights. It's going to be on Saturday nights. Uh, Patchy, what, what do you think about that? Is that a smart move? It's going to be great until they run into UFC pay-per-views. Well, the thing with the UFC pay-per-views that they could get around is UFC pay-per-views don't start until like 10. So if they have a show that starts saying like seven, they get done by 10, they, they'd be fine. But we'll see. We'll, we can see what happens with that. Mike, what do you think? Love it. Won't compete with the NFL. Yeah. If you do, if, and you're right. If you do them early enough, you're not competing with the UFC. So 
just go to a better time slot because like you said like i hate when Five there's o'clock. like yeah roll them early yeah and well, if, you, that, if you miss it live you'll rewatch it on the net on the network right and that's the thing i hate about sunday nights when they did pay-per-views because it's like oh there's a really great pay-per-view on tonight but i the cowboys are playing on sunday night football i'm gonna watch that so now yeah, you don't just, have that problem. Are you just check it on the network the next day. Right. Now you have more incentives to watch it live because it's not competing with anything. All right. So let's get into SummerSlam 2021. And let's start with, for the Raw Tag Team Championships, AJ Styles and Omos defend against a reunited RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Matt Riddle. Mike, who you got? I hate everything about this. But if I'm gonna get, if I'm finally gonna get something that I want, RK Bro, because this is nonsensical. RK Bro's winning the tag titles. Lawrence, yeah, RK RK Bro needs to win the titles, and it better end when Riddle and Orton hit a double RKO on Omos. Hundred percent with you guys. RK Bro's RK Bro's walking with the titles here. They wouldn't have this. Are they broke it up? If they have Randy Orton turn on Riddle again, I'm going to lose it because that oh would just God. make no That'd sense. That'd be the greatest thing ever. That would make no sense whatsoever. At least give them the titles before you do this. And listen, it needs to happen. If they win, they need to pose together with Orton doing this and then Riddle doing his his pose. It needs That needs to be a t-shirt regardless. That should Riddle, be t-shirt if regardless. they win, Riddle needs to hug Orton. Like his stepdad, what they never saw again. Okay, moving on. Up next, we've got Alexa Bliss. Edit that out. Yeah, we've got Alexa Bliss taking on Eva Marie. And it's his own fault. He he said the line. He did. We can't. We don't have to edit that out. He's literally said it. All right, uh, Mike. Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. I want to say Alexa Bliss. Because it makes too much sense. It's going to be Eva Marie. So are you officially picking Eva Marie? I'm picking Alexa Bliss because I can't pick Eva Marie. Batchman? I, 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 I can't do it. Eva Marie, no way. No, no, no. I'm picking Eva Marie. You know she's going to win. Alexa she's going to win somehow. It should be Alexa Bliss. They're going to do something with the damn doll. And then Alexa Bliss is going to, like, just flop on the floor. Also, we're going to have someone counteract Dewdrop in this match. And it's not just going to be Lily. You know what's happening. She's the new fiend, so she's going to lose the most random match to ruin her character. That's what's going to happen. Even Marie's winning. Listen, Dewdrop will be contained at ringside by Shayna Baszler. That's the only way I'd be okay with this match is if Shayna Baszler joins Alexa Bliss and she's like the new or, psycho or killer. That that makes so or Dewdrop turns on Eva Marie. One of those two things. Eva Marie's winning. I'm just I'm so convinced at this point. Like I'm convinced someone else is winning later in the night that we don't want to see, but we'll get to that. Up next, we've got Drew McIntyre taking on Jinder Mahal in a one-on-one match. Yeah, this sounds like SummerSlam match to me in front of 45,000 people at a stadium. This sounds like a SummerSlam match. Listen, listen, maybe six years ago when both of them were scrawny runts, I would say no to this. But we're looking at two jacked-up dudes now. 
I think um, we're in for a solid match. They just the have way, to. They just have to make it a hoss fight. Just make it a hoss fight. And just hit big move after big move. By the way, the disrespect to Heath Slater not being the special guest referee. Right. Uh, Patchman, your official. What's your prediction? Oh, it's going to be Drew McIntyre. I'm picking Drew McIntyre, but I wouldn't mind if um, Hinder the Gender got the W. I'm picking Colossus. Yeah, I'm picking Drew too. I think I think because he put over Lashley so much, they're gonna give him a big win at SummerSlam to make up for that. That's what they kind of really do. Uh Mike, how about you? A clean sweep, Drew McIntyre. Perfect. Up next, we have for the United States Championship, Seamus defends against Damian Priest. I'm going Damian Priest here. Give him the belt. Let re-resurrect Damian Priest after that bull crap he went through with the Miz and John Morrison. Let him have a solid run with the United States Championship and let him build the championship back up. Create a new star, damn it. Do what you have to do. Mike, how about you? Damian Priest. You brought him up for a reason. You believe in him for a reason. Put the U.S. belt on him. Sheamus does not need it. Patchman? As we'll pull back, let it go. Damian Priest. Perfect. Up next, we have for the for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, the Usos of Jimmy and Jay defend against Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Mike, who's walked away with the title? The Usos. Next question. <laughs> Patrick. Usos. Dominic turns on Rey. Oh, oh, come on! Don't. Why does everyone need to turn on everybody? No, listen, no, listen, listen. Father if I versus can't get son. the biggie turn on you day. You guys can't get Dominic on uh, Ray. I want Dominic to turn on Ray, and you know what happens? We get Dominic. It's gonna be it'll be Dominic versus mask match or something like that, where Ray's career is on the line. It'll if be Ray Dominic, loses, it'll be Dominic versus Ray at a ladder match for the custody of Dominic. <laughs> for the Never mind. I, I never mind. I almost said something I was going to regret. I'm going I'm, I'm to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to say right, when we're uh, done recording. Oh, me too. <laughs> All right. I'm going with the Usos too. Clean sweep. Uh, I, they give the, the bloodlines running this until Mania, I believe. All right. Up next, we have a triple threat match for the Raw Women's Championship as Nikki A.S.H., almost a superhero, defends against Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Lawrence, who's walking away with, walking away with the championship? We're going to put the belt back on her, Charlotte Fair, because Nikki A.S.H. is a failed experiment at the moment. I hate to agree with you, but I agree with you. I, I think Charlotte's walking away with this. Uh, Nikki, almost superhero, has not worked. She's not getting crowd reactions. She's not getting the support. They just they just hot-shotted the bell on her. The money to make cash in was exciting, but only because it, the crowd popped not because for ASH, but because there was a money in the bank cash. It. They'll pop for that no matter what. And I think it's going back to Charlotte Flair on this. Mike, how about you? It should be Rhea Ripley. It's going to be Charlotte Flair. But afterwards, the return of Becky Lynch. I don't, yeah, want, Be- I don't want Becky Charlotte again. <laughs> I, I'm just telling you what my gut's telling me. That probably is what they're going to do. It's a big stadium. You got to bring back Becky Lynch. She'll get a big pop. All right. Up next for the SmackDown Women's Championship, a rematch from WrestleMania as Bianca Belair defends against Sasha Banks. Mike, does Belair pull it out again? She should. I don't think she will. You're picking Sasha. I'm going to pick Sasha. 
that way they can do the third match at the next pay per view. But yep. Are you? Uh, going, I'm gonna go you, Sasha. You're going Sasha too, Patchman. Yep, Sasha. I'm going Sasha. This is where Becky Lynch returns. Okay. That's the one I think Becky. Lynch I just know at. she's returning. That's my. Like, I just don't want her on Raw. I want her away from Charlotte. If she goes with Sasha, we haven't really seen a proper uh, Becky Sasha feud, so I would be all for it. Uh, hopefully, the they thing keep- is, I I just said Becky for Raw because she gave up the Raw Women's Title. But in the end, if she gets to the SmackDown Women's One bag, it doesn't. I don't think it really matters or something. No, I, I'm just because she was on Raw before she left. You know, that's the yeah. whole thing. All right. Up next in a dream match of sorts. I mean, this is a dream match I've wanted for a long time. Edge takes on Seth Rollins. Uh, I'm going to go first on this one. This is tough. I think in terms of who should win, I would say Seth to give him a marquee match, give him a marquee win, because I think he's going into a feud with another certain person. Um, After this show, I'm going to say Edge pulls it out, though. I think they're going to give Edge his first real big win since the Rumble. He lost Roman at Mania. He lost Roman at Money in the Bank because of Seth. I think they'll have Edge pull this out. Lawrence, how about you? You know, it's a tough situation to put yourself in at the moment because it could go either way this Saturday. Do I feel it? I feel it's going to lean towards Seth Rollins just a little bit more. So I'm going to go with Seth Rollins, but I don't mind Edge winning and finally getting a big match win in front of a crowd. So who's your official prediction? Seth Rollins. Mike? I'm going to go Seth also, but I would not mind seeing Edge win. Yeah, this one is 50-50-50 for me because I could see him going either way. You could have the legend win, but you could have Seth win and really cement his his legacy. All right, and let's get to our two title matches here, main, or world title matches. First up, Bobby Lashley defends the WWE Championship against Bill Goldberg. Goldberg's winning, right? Are we all agreeing that Goldberg wins the title? Mm-mm. No, Bobby Lashley is going to finally put an end to this Bill I, Goldberg I, returns, and I and I and it should end with Bobby Lashley just spears the out of him, and then puts him in the um hurt lock and just does not let go until I, Bill Goldberg until Bill Goldberg passes out. I hope that happens because it'd be really good for Lashley, and I here here's what I think: if Bill Goldberg wins. Nothing's happening. He's just going to take the title and do something with it. If Lashley wins, look out for a certain beast returning. I think Becky and Brock both return here. Not here in this match, but I would at this still show. Not, I, w- I would not mind Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Oh, I wouldn't either. I think That's Brock, a WrestleMania I think match if, right there. I think if Lashley holds on to the title, which I – I don't know. I said Goldberg, but I do want Bobby Lashley to win. I'm actually gonna change to Bobby Lashley. I want to retain. Let's do. Let's get Bobby Brock. That's a dream match right there. Uh, Mike, want to get really weird? Sure. Sure. The real winner of this match, Baron Corbin. If they do that, if they do that, I agree with. I believe what Lance Storm said. They would have killed the Money in the Bank briefcase. It's over. Don't ever do it again because if someone could just randomly steal it backstage and then cash it in, 
Nothing matters anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. If someone steals the WWE championship from ringside, they're the champion now. Now, if that's no, if no, the money, hang, hang on. I'll counter. I'll counter argue that when you're done. Okay, counter argue that. I want to see what you have for that. All right. So, listen. It's not because. Okay. So, in a sense, this could be a real creative idea. Because if you turn this mo- the money the bank into like basically a twenty four seven title, you let it go on for a full year cycle, hypothetically here, because it's a one year contract. You have the match at whatever pay per view, but it's even it's money in the bank, and that's how you start it. You got to get the briefcase to win the match. The match you put a twenty minute time limit on it, or somehow, somehow someone wins it, and then it turns into who can cash it in, and then people are ruining cash-ins and then stealing the briefcase until and, until the perfect moment comes where I, I, I hypo, hypo, hypothetically you get locked inside a steel cage that's how the cash-in can happen I, I, I don't like that because then it just becomes hot potato I don't like I, that eh. go, go, ahead, Rifkin. Don't, go ahead Rifkin you said something about the money in the bank do we not forget that Brock Lesnar who was not in a money in the bank ladder match won the briefcase yep. but at least that was winning it it wasn't someone's just it's not like you tell that to mustafa ali it's not even like baron corbin beat Big E to reclaim well, the two okay, claim okay, the chip he literally on. just stole it hold from it here, here's where i'm going with this because i'm actually going somewhere so corbin's going to win Biggie's going to say that's not right. I technically won money in the bank. They're going to hold the WWE title vacant. There will be a tournament or a battle royal, however they want to do it. That will be won by The Rock, creating the Rock-Roman match at Survivor Series since it's champion versus champion. Oh, my God, you're totally right. I could totally see them doing that. So better yet, you do that Royal Rumble. You did what you did a few years ago. You make the Royal Rumble for the WWE title. Well, no, you have to do it before Survivor Series. You don't have to. You can you can bring Rock back at Royal Rumble and have him win the title. Well, you'll hold the title vacant for six months. So yeah. then who does Roman fight Survivor Series? Yeah, who does Roman fight at Survivor Series? Unless yeah. he's going to defend the belt. Yeah. I look. I the reason I, again. I just don't like this whole thing because it's again, again survivors. Also, Survivor Series can be always. It could, they can just turn it into a brand war. It can be Raw versus SmackDown. I know it. And again, I, I don't have a problem with any of that. My problem is if someone doesn't have to beat anyone for it, they can literally just shove the guy out of the way and just take it from him. You can do that with anything. That like, why wouldn't people do that? Like I said, with the Intercontinental or or WWE Championship. Oh my God! Akira Zawa just slipped the W title away from Bobby Lashley. He's the champion now. If the money in the bank, if the money in the bank briefcase works like that, then that should work like that. You're making up. All I'm saying is Corbin's either winning this match or he's gonna cash in and lose, and then Big E also winds up losing his shot because that's where we are. I, I I can't believe they're gonna do this. I can't believe they're gonna steal the money in the bank for a second year in a row from someone who won it. That's just they're ruining it. Like WWE always does, they're ruining something great. Listen, I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but that's just my ultimate guess. Okay. Listen, they're 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 making they're making a comedic thing out of Baron Corbin right now. They're making a comedic thing out of the money in the bank, and that's the problem. You know, it's gonna ha- 
They, I, if I have I, to pick the match, I'm picking Lashley. Okay. Me too. I'm picking Lashley. Mainly because right. I, I don't want to. I, I I don't want another Goldberg run. All right. I can't. Finally, in your main event for the WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns defends against John Cena. Patchman, does John Cena become the 17-time World Champion? Uh, at this rate, with Ric Flair leaving, I see the E saying it's time. Finally, we're just going to have John Cena be the 17-time world champion. And then, you know what? We build up to Survivor Series where it's Roman versus Cena. Roman wins the title back by choking Cena out. It's a stadium. It's full of 65,000-plus fans. Yep, so John Cena. Cena's becoming the 17-time world champion. I I completely think this now. Roman has had a great run with the bell. He'll win it back at Survivor Series, and then he'll have the match with The Rock at WrestleMania, whatever it is. Or, or, or if anything, Baron Corbin cashes in on John Cena to finally get revenge. Stop saying Corbin cashes in because it ruins everything. Mike, who walks through with the Universal Championship? Roman Reigns. But because John Cena gets screwed, not by Baron Corbin, but by Finn Balor, the guy who should be challenging for the belt. Could you? You can't have a screw finish though in the main event though. I feel like that'd be cheapening it. Okay, either that or Finn beats them both up, and Finn's the last man standing, creating a triple threat. Could do something like that. All right, and let's move on to NXT Takeover Thirty Six. That was for SummerSlam on Saturday. This is for NXT Takeover Thirty Six on Sunday night. Up first, we have LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes. And for the million dollar championship, if Grimes loses, Ted DiBiase must now become LA Knight's butler, also. Mike, is Ted DiBiase becoming a butler? To the moon. Move. Give me Cameron Grimes. Give me Patch- Cameron Grimes. You got to get it's time. I'm- I'll go with Cameron Grimes too. I think it's time to. They're not going to oh make Ted DiBiase. They won't make Ted DiBiase do this. I just don't think they will. Dude, no, when you show me the golf outing, I, I oh was, my god, so funny. I, I, I love to be Cameron Grimes. Oh, in one, baby. To all right, the moon. we are all with Cameron Grimes. Up next for the NXT Women's Championship, Raquel Gonzalez defends against her former friend, Dakota Kai. Patchman, does Raquel hold on? Raquel holds on. The other one gets released. Oh my God. That, oh my God. Was, that was so mean. Oh, man. Don't make me jo- think about that, man. I'm only, I'm only joking. I had All to right. do it. Mike, Raquel, or Dakota? Uh. <laughs> The only way I see Dakota Kai winning is if Raquel Gonzalez is being called up. Yeah, I don't think she is. I think Raquel holds on. Yeah, so I'm going to go Gonzalez also. Up next, Karrion Cross defends the NXT Championship against Samoa Joe, returning to the ring for the first time in a year and a half, it feels like. Mike, is Joe doing it? Yes. Samoa Joe will be your new NXT champion. Karrion Cross is already up on the main roster. Put the belt on Samoa Joe. No, no. It, see, it's not Samoa Joe wins title. Karrion Cross is called up. It's Samoa Joe wins the NXT title. Karrion Cross career is over. 
because he's gonna get buried on the main roster. Uh, we, all, we all know that. It's it, like I said last time we talked about this. It's no longer get called up and you flourish. It's you get called up. Oh no, you didn't get called up. It's your career's over. That's because true. that's it. He lost to Jeff Hardy. Patchman. You know, you, you gotta stop being a negative, Nancy. First off, I'm going off of what they've done. Listen, yeah. everything happens for a reason. No. So, now we're talking about Vince McMahon. Can you shut the hell up for one minute while I give a take? <laughs> Before I have the power to mute you again. I have that power right now. <laughs> Regardless, um, give me carrying cross. You think he's holding on to it? I think they're I think he's holding on to it and, and he's gonna jump between both shows for a little bit. Interesting theory. And then we're you gotta you have to not not to say I'm if Joe wins, I'm happy. Don't get me wrong. I feel they need they need to. I think Triple H stepped in on this, and he needs to save Karrion Cross because if Joe loses, Joe doesn't lose any credibility. Joe is still Joe. Okay. They'll beat they'll beat the living tar of each other, and if Joe goes down being choked out, it's no big deal. Okay. Walter defends the NXT UK Championship against Ilya Dragunov. I think it's time. Take the title off Walter. Ilya Dragunov should be your new NXT, will be your new NXT UK champion. Walter's had an incredible run. Uh, Dragunov, I think, is a guy you can build the brand around and really kind of do something with it. Hopefully now that COVID, the pandemic is kind of loosening and you can travel again. Um, The match they had the first time was absolutely incredible. Go check that out if you haven't yet. Uh, Dragunov is just a... It's like Walter, just smaller, just absolutely will kick the crap out of you. He will chop you to death. He can take all the punches in the world. Put the title on him. It's, I think I've had enough of Walter as UK champion. Mike, how about you? Give me Dragunov. That way Walter can challenge the winner of Cross Joe. Ooh, I like that. Patchman? Yeah, give me Dragunov, but I'm going to raise it even higher here. Walter gets called up with Imperium, and then he go feuds with Roman Reigns. I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You you said get called up. I mean, that means his career is over, right? Because he'll get he'll be some British, random British, uh, hey, hello, how are you doing today, sir? He needs to stop for a minute because you need to stop for a minute. It's the I, truth. Wait a second. What if they bring Regal with them and Regal's their advocate like Paul Heyman is for Roman Reigns? You guys are too ambitious for WWE. I'm sorry. You're too ambitious. You need to stop being, once again, a negative Nancy first off. Look, if Kerry, like, like I said, if Kerry Cross is not going to survive on the main roster, no one will. No one. Right, well, listen, it was a bad, you know, it was a bad booking decision and WWE know they fucked that up. So I don't think they do. <laughs> I well, don't think he does. So, so, well, yeah, well, we'll we'll address that a different day. But yeah, we'll regardless, think, just think about it. You have Walter versus Roman Reigns. If they do that, okay, that's fantastic. I just think it. about it. You got Roman and Walter, and then you got the side. You got the side pieces. You got I, the Usos, and then you got the rest it. of the Imperium. I hope they do it, but I think that's too much faith in them. Also, that's if Walter goes to SmackDown, I really want Walter versus Cesaro. Oh my God! Yes, cool. please. Just the, money. just just the stiffness of that match. All right, and finally, which is probably going to be your main event, Kyle O'Reilly takes on Adam Cole in the feud ending match. Uh, it's a two out of three falls match. 
First fall is a traditional wrestling match. Second fall, street fight. Third fall, quote, if necessary, it's going to be necessary in a steel cage. Well, first off, we're calling this a three stages of hell's match, not a two out of three falls match. Call it by the right name. It's oh, that's what that's what that's what the official website says. That well, good. Well, because that's them being freaking political and pe- not political. That's them being three PG. stages of hell match. Stage Thank one, traditional wrestling match. Stage two, street fight. Stage three, cage match. Thank you. It's the three stages of hell's match. Patrick, who wins? Adam Cole, baby. Mike. Give me Kyle O'Reilly. Give me Kyle O'Reilly. Adam Cole, I think, is out of the company, so I think they're going to give the win to Kyle. Adam Cole's either going to the main roster or he's gone after this. Well, never. So, if it goes to the main roster, his career's over. Exactly. <laughs> I don't. Think it's true. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't think you're wrong, but I do think that there's some sort of Trying to find the right word. Like, even Kevin Owens, who defeated John Cena in his first match ever on the main roster, even he got nerfed later on. No NXT call-up except for The Shield have worked out. Not a single one. Bailey got nerfed. The Four Horsemen got nerfed at some point. Okay, Bailey got nerfed, but then she brought herself back. Then an injury took her out. But was she even really? Was she even? Charlotte Flair's a success only because her last name's Flair. I mean, well, okay. No, no offense to Charlotte Flair, she's great, but the reason she's getting all these opportunities is because her last name is Flair. We know that. I, I know it's sad to say, but we know that. We know that's the reason. Um, but every well, just no NXT call for me has ever really been the success they should have been. Keith Lee well, should have been a major star. Kevin well, Owens well, should have been a major. Well, star. There's okay, still well, time for Keith Lee. There's still time for Keith Lee. Don't forget Keith Lee. Keith Lee was sick with COVID and it took a toll on him. So he, he had a very scary injury, and I know that took or a very scary heart problem. Which please get better, Keith Lee. I know that that's the reason he was out for a long time. But even before that, he wasn't being used right. Wait, wait a second, wait a second. The resurrection of Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Okay. Granted, it was iffy in the beginning, but it turned around. Well, look a it was iffy in the beginning, and he did a lot of that on his own because he went to the indie scene and proved that he was no, worth no. it. But, but did you hear my wording? The resurrection of Drew McIntyre. I get there have been a couple success stories, but the vast majority of them have been really bad. And I just, I don't. The thing about the thing you said earlier, Vince McMahon wanted to keep Adam Cole. Did he though? Just a meeting. Those were the words you you read. I said that. Uh, Yeah, Patchy said that. Uh, I just said there. I just said there was a meeting to discuss Adam Cole's future. I don't know what Vince said. I just, again, I just. The, the track record of – I'm not trying to be funny with any of these. I'm not trying to be funny and say that the career is over. I just don't have faith in this company to do to do this right anymore. Listen, Adam Cole will be on Raw or he'll be on SmackDown to hang out with his good friend Pat McAfee. And he'll lose to Roman Reigns immediately. And he'll lose then. He'll lose to somebody else immediately. I just I just don't – I just see, don't see, see it that's happening. That's where you're wrong because you can't feed him to Ro- – and that's the problem I have with the whole company as a whole, because you want to elevate these guys from NXT and push them into the spotlight. 
Meanwhile, Carrie and Cross were going to ease in with Jeff Hardy and not put him over is the problem. You can't be all or nothing, and then when you go in the middle, be the nut, pull them out. Yeah, I you pull. You want you want these guys on your roster for a reason. Utilize them. Right. You're not wrong in what you say, but I think that's the beef everyone has. Mm-hmm. Well, and we'll see what happens after SummerSlam. I think this is going to be a real changing. We'll see like what happens after this because this is where all the releases have happened, and now. We get this big show and there might be a big returns, big surprises. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, any final thoughts, guys, on TakeOver SummerSlam weekend? It'll be a fun weekend in pro wrestling. Can't wait so. for Baron Corbin to become the WWE champion. I'm going to rage about that if that actually happens. But we'll oh get to that. We'll I get can't to- wait for the post show. Oh, God. You, uh, I you- can't wait, too. You'll want to you want to tune into that one because I might be a very unhappy boy. So, but anyway, just got a lump of coal for Christmas. Yeah, but we will catch you guys that whenever you we see that next. But for Lawrence Patchman Lang and for the pun master Mike Rifkin, I've been Noah Trumbly, and you have been listening to the Face Turn on the Sports Insanity Network. We'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>